Good afternoon, everybody. Hi, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Happy Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> um, we're just uh, very happy to be here with you all this morning. Yes. Um, it's a great day, and uh, we have a lot going on. So um, we want to we spend this time with, with you and with God and just, uh, you know, hopefully whatever things we're facing, um, <clears throat> whatever th struggles we're having during this time with with each other and with God, we can we can find the peace that surpasses all understanding. We can we can have the answer to the problem. Um, you know, most of the time, actually, all the time, when we spend a moment in God's presence, a lot of those worries, a lot of those concerns, a lot of those struggles. They they just dissipate. They don't they don't have any uh, grip. They don't have anything to hold on to, um, because our God doesn't um, you know He doesn't have to submit to any of the same rules that we we feel we have to. And when He walks into our situation, then our situation surrenders. When He walks into our lives, um, it, it everything about us surrenders. And, you know, that's our hope for this time, that the Holy Spirit would reign and have His way in each of our lives. Yes. And uh, we all face different things. We all have different problems. Um, there is one solution, and that's Jesus. And that's His presence. So let's pray. Father God, we thank You. And we give You glory, honor, praise. And Father God, we ask that as we focus our attention on You this day, Father God, that You would come in and just have, let your presence be here with us. Have your way with us. Captivate our environment, the atmosphere around us, so that the only focus is you, Father God. We pray against any distraction, Father God, and we bind them in Jesus' name. We pray against anything that would hinder our time with you, Father God. And Father God, I pray a blessing over everyone viewing, Father God. I pray that you would just give us more more and more of you, more attributes that, that um, identify with being a child of God, Father God. As we spend this time in your presence, Father God, we pray that our lives would be built, Father God, and that your kingdom would in turn be built. And we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship them, church. And I will never forget the moment I met you, the moment you called my name. You pulled me out of the darkness. You gave me a promise to never thirst again. satisfies like you do the fountain that won't run dry 
God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. Every stronghold will grow. I hear the chains hit the ground. God of revival, pour it out, pour it out. We see what you can do, oh God of wonders, your power has
Father, for this morning, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for this time of worship, Father God, this afternoon. Father God, thank you, Lord, 
for filling us up this week, this day. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being in our homes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. God is so good. God is so good. And today, as we were preparing, um, Abraham sent all the youth leaders today a video. And later I'm gonna share it, but I watched this video this morning and it's been heavy on my heart. And it's a video about this father. And he posted it on Friday, which was May 1st. And he posted it to social media. And it's about this father that his son passed away during this whole corona um, virus this pandemic. And he was like, in the title it says, I lost my son from corona, not what you expected, not what everyone thought. And as he was telling his story, it, he was talking about his son, a 12 year old boy, about to turn 13, I think in a couple weeks or in a week. Um, and his son wasn't depressed. He didn't have signs of depression or sadness or anything like that. 12 year old boy into gaming and Fortnite and he ended up getting a new monitor for Christmas in December. And he ended up getting really upset and he broke his monitor because he had all these emotions and was really upset in this game and then his father was like son this is not how you express your anger or your emotions and the son was like well i want a new monitor so the father's like okay if you help me out around the house do chores do all these little things i ask be nicer to your sister um then we can talk about it so he was going on um, and just saying how his son was just doing so great, doing a whole bunch of things around the house, being nice to his younger sister, and um, they had a well in their yard and it needed fixing. So it was the dad, the son, and the grandpa working on this well and everything was amazing. They were working on this. Uh, the father gave his son a hug and a kiss. Everything was great. He ended up getting a new monitor. So uh, his father had to take a phone call that was like 25 to 30 minutes. And the, when the father ended the phone call, his daughter, which was eight years old, ended up running to the father and was like, Dad, Dad, go to, uh, I think the son's name was um, Hayden, Hayden's room. And as the father went, he opened the door of his son's room and the son ended up um, hanging himself and committed suicide and it really struck me like we don't have kids but we know so many youth and kids um, in our church in our communities and it really was heavy on me because we as adults in this time yeah we're going through difficult times Yes, I have lost my job during this time, but it's okay. We have God. We know. We depend on Him. We lean on Him. But 
my heart goes out to the children, to the youth, to the ones that maybe don't understand or the ones that don't know that, you know, our God is greater. And, and during these times and these struggles and these trials that we can make it out okay. Sometimes they might not understand. And my heart was just really heavy for the youth today. And not just the youth, but the children. And as I was scrolling through Instagram this morning, there is a, a, one of the girls I follow, and her son is like three, he's a toddler, and he was having like emotional mood swings. And I'm thinking like, wow, he's only three years old. I can't even imagine what the children are going through or the, our youth is going through. Like, I do not, and it, it really placed a heaviness on my heart to pray for the youth, to pray for the children, to understand and be an extension of Christ to the youth, to the children. And God really placed that on my heart this morning. And as we were preparing, um, God just spoke to me about community, about having community, about building community, maybe building community in our youth, building community in our, our children. And um, God didn't intend for us to be in isolation. But in this time of isolation, we need to be creative. We need to find ways on how to be that extension of Christ, be that hope in that child. Maybe um, this time of isolation for the youth or children is not a great time. They can't see their uh, friends. They aren't active. They aren't in PE class where they can take out all their energy and all their um, anxieties or stresses out on sports. Sports are canceled. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I was in sports all year round and that was an outlet for me an outlet for me to whatever anxieties or stress that i had i would run it out i would play i would swim i was in swim track i mean you name it i always tried to be in a sport all year round because that was my therapy that was my outlet and today um god just showed me community be that extension of christ in our youth in our kids that we don't understand you know they're going through things i have my cousin she's a senior this year there's a lot of seniors we know this year that aren't able to participate in graduation um walking uh, prom grad night i mean you name it it's their senior year and this is something they've been looking forward to for years um or even uh the younger generation, the smaller kids, maybe they have play dates with their friends and they can't see their friends or they have birthday parties that they can't have their first birthday party with their families or their friends or five-year-old, you name it. And I just want to read Hebrews 10 verse 24 and I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation. Hebrews 10 verse 24 it says discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion doing beautiful works as expressions of love that really ministered to me when I was reading it because yes we need to discover creative ways to encourage one another creative ways to reach our youth creative ways to reach our children, creative ways to create community in the youth, but also in singles, in couples, 
in um, elderly, in all different age groups, all different generations to create community and to create ways to encourage the body, to encourage one another. And I know that we're on stay at home orders and we're in isolation and I just wanted to read uh, Romans 13 1 um, because in this time yes communion is about gathering being together but we also need to respect our officials and our authorities and in Romans 13 1 um, it says every person must submit to and support the authorities over him for there can be no authority in the universe except by God's appointment, which means that exists have been instituted by God so that to resist authority is to resist the divine order of God, which results in severe consequences. So we're not saying, oh, go meet, have a barbecue, have birthday parties, because we do need to respect our mayors, our, our, the governors, all the different government officials because God placed them in those positions. God placed them. He's the one who placed them in those positions. And we need to respect our government officials because we're respecting God. We're respecting what, who God placed in those positions. But God also tells us in Hebrews 10 to discover creative ways to encourage one another. Like yesterday was amazing. I, I was so blessed and we were so refreshed to have our brother and sister over. I mean, we get little things in the mail. There's so many different ways that we can reach out, especially to the younger generations right now. And to lift one another up, to learn. We're all learning in this time. We're all learning how to be creative. We're all learning how we can build community with staying six feet apart with having social distancing we're all learning in this process and it just really touched my heart because I I really really feel my heart that in this time the youth and the children and that next generation God's going to do something in this time with them and we as adults we as a body we need to pray for them we need to stand in the gaps for them we need to cover them every day every moment of every day we need to um cover them with prayer with god's blood with a covering of his word and we just want to encourage you to be that extension of christ discover creative ways to encourage the body to extend love, to be compassionate to your neighbor, to be compassionate to the grocery worker um, that is ringing up your items. A simple thank you and goes a huge, huge way. I don't know if you want to add anything. Just something that I read today in, in Acts. And yeah, I sent a video that it really hit my, my heart because, um, you know, I've had a passion for youth for for a long time and just wanting to see them um, grow and evolve as as people and um, I, today I was reading in Acts 4 3 and 4 the last few days where where John and Peter um, were walking through the town and, and a man begging asked them for some money and Peter turns around and says hey I don't have money to give you but there's something that I have that I can give you. And 
he spoke to the man and said, pick up. He was lame. He couldn't walk. And um, he said, get up and walk. And the man walked and the, the people around that knew the man, that knew the beggar. They knew him for years. Said, this is truly a miracle. This is truly a sign of God. And Peter and John began to preach. And they began to tell everybody, you know, you rejected Jesus. And, and let's remember that Jesus was just crucified. Jesus rose from the dead and he spent some time with the disciples. But just after the ascension of God, of Jesus up to heaven, this happened. And my take, how I correlate all of this was... Peter and John, although they failed a lot, just like maybe parents do, or uncles, or cousins, or examples, right? We youth leaders, and I sent it to the youth leaders because I, and I told them, your efforts are not in vain. You know, sometimes, especially in, in a ministry like youth, the youth leaders put out so much effort and they try so hard to make a difference. And then sometimes it feels like you just ran into a brick wall because maybe you didn't get the right result. And maybe as a parent, you feel the same way at times. You try to do all these things, but sometimes it feels like you're just running into a brick wall. Everything counts, though. Everything counts. And our, our youth are watching everything you, we do. They're, they're watching everything that we post online. They're watching everything that we say. They're, they're very, they're soaking it all in and they're judging us. They're saying, okay, my dad is, you know, he talks like this with his church people. He talks like that with his friends. He talks like this with the pastor and he talks like that with his coworkers. I look at Peter and John and how they remain steadfast. Right after that, they got, they got arrested. They got arrested because the, the Christians at that time said, hey, we just crucified Jesus. And they're speaking about Jesus. And they're saying everything that they did was in Jesus' name. I want you and me and her to be steadfast about Jesus. I don't care about our finances right now. I don't care about the church. I don't care about anything except for our example to our youth are we willing to stand up to the high priest that's going to throw us in jail and say yeah you rejected him but Jesus heals or are we so easily um, persuaded against our faith are we so easily distracted out of our faith and our relationship and and I've always really especially with the young guys in the church just trying to be that example and sometimes they don't like me for it because I tell them don't talk like that and sometimes I I think man I hope their parents don't get mad at me because I'm I'm kind of getting on their kids about the way they talk or pull up your pants or you know I'm that guy you know and I probably will be that guy if, if I had offends you please tell me and I won't do it but I do it for a purpose because I not only do I want to be an example to all of the youth but I see them as really the ones that will lead our children one day I see them as the ones that are gonna make the difference in this world we're the example are they gonna follow in our footsteps 
Are they going to follow in your footsteps? Are your kids going to be just like you? If that's good, then I hope so. But if you're left and right and up and down and in and out and sometimes yes and sometimes no, then change. Change. Let's get better. As Christians, our job is to get better. We need our youth. We need to make sure that they not only make a difference in the world, but that they survive this time that's probably ruining their life. And it's not, they're not on summer vacation, you know? They're not hanging out. And yeah, they're trying to fill some time with video games or whatever they're doing. But more than ever, we need to reach out to them. And to any youth leader, to anyone that, that works in like a field that works with young, young people, you know, I thank you. Because that is one of the most important jobs that this world has. And shaping our future. It's shaping our future. Teachers, police officers, all those that do everything they can to really bring things back to the way they should be and educate our youth. Thank you. Parents, please, please continue to be an example. And if you, you know, don't, aren't such a great example right now, then change. My dad always says this, if you see a man coming in your window with the intent to kill your family, what are you gonna do? And most people's response is, I'm gonna take care of the problem. I'm going to address the problem. Then why don't we address those things in our life? Because what's happening with our sin, what's happening with our, with our um, compromise, is it's coming in and it's killing whatever we have. It's, it's got the intent to come in and destroy. That's what Satan does. He divides, he destroys, and he kills. And we just watch him. I don't think so. I don't think so. And I want to encourage you. Whatever it takes, do it. Whatever you got to say no to today, say no. Whatever you got to say yes to today, say yes. That's all that matters. Because if we turn around and things really fall apart, the way that father's life just fell apart, I don't think our friends are going to matter at that point. I don't think our job will matter at that point. I don't even think our church will matter at that point. I want to be able to look in the mirror and say, I did everything that I could to be that example that Jesus wants me to be. So um, if, if it makes you feel bad, then good. That just means that there's some conviction and that that's a good thing because I hope that it provokes you to change. And if you need help, there's plenty of qualified people in our church and in every church, I'm sure, that can help you be a better man or woman or son or daughter or father or mother. We have the tools all around us. And, and if we have none of that, I guess, we have the Bible. It's not going to be easy and it's not comfortable. It's not comfortable to be different. It's not comfortable to be um, when people say yes, you say no. But it's necessary sometimes. Most of all, we, when we do things in love, whether we do them right or wrong, especially our kids, our youth, they know it. They can tell when our, our uh, motives are pure. And they call us out. And I know they call me out all the time. You know, I work with kids every day and they're like, bro, you're tripping. 
You know, I'm like, oh, no, I am tripping. Thank you. <laughs> and then I try to set it straight. But they know, though, for the most part, that I want the best for them. And even though I might say or do the wrong thing, they know that I want the best for them. And, and that's what matters. Let's do everything with love. I know that this morning we got um, we got some requests for prayer for one of our youth. Um, Lisa and Claudia were asking for prayer for JC. Um, so as we take this next few minutes just to pray, we're going to pray for youth. And we want to pray for each and every one of you um, and for the specific things that you have on your heart or in your mind that, that are, are bothering you. Um, so please comment in the comment section your prayer request we want to pray that's what this is all about we want us to get better we want our situations to get better and jesus is the answer so as we reach out to our father we've seen so many things come into alignment with heaven and just being they've been amazing so um let's start praying for jc and uh whatever he's facing and know that god is going to supply all of our needs. He's a healer. He's a miracle worker. So.